Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now, your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom, which is totally impossible with the mindset that most of you have out there. What do I mean by that? <clears throat> How many of you have ever watched some type of a documentary or TV show uh, about a third world country. And you see the poverty, and you see the squalor, and you see the tortured, agonizing look on people's faces. And you wonder, you know, there's no water, very little food, very little medicine. And you ask yourself, how can that exist in this world of plenty? And you can't even imagine it. I know you can't imagine. I look at it, I'm just like, man, this has got to be like a movie. This is a real, this is a set. You can't go 100 miles south of America and see the squalor. You would never believe it, but I have. I've been to Mexico. I've seen people living in stone huts. They're made out of bricks with no windows and no doors, uh, with no running water. I've seen them take electricity by throwing a wire over the top of electrical wires outside and just bringing a, a wire down into their house and rigging electricity. And you look at this and you go, how can this country allow people to live this way? Why don't they just go to America, copy everything we do, and live successfully? Our middle class is like rich in almost every other third world country. But our most impoverished, our people in the poverty level in America, still live like kings compared to people in other countries. And you, to go in with me down into the wards, in the wards of the, you know, the less expensive parts of town where the minorities in generally live, and if you would go on those trips with me, road trips into those parts of town, you would see people that would blow your mind. They don't have teeth. They do have teeth, but scraggly, they're dirty, they're rotten. They, they have no clothes, they're shabby. 
They do have clothes. The ones that do have clothes wear ridiculous-looking clothes. They're just like they live in a whole different world. And yet those people are so much better off than the people in the third world. Now, why am I saying all this? I'm trying to get to a point where I can get you to understand something that I don't know that I can get you to understand, but by gosh, I wish I could, and that is this. You don't know how bad you have it. You don't know that you're living a life of quiet desperation. Now, you have to understand, I've got a whole radio crew that's listening to this, and they've got a job, and they're sitting there living their life of quiet desperation. I've got people out there all over the world that are going to their job, going to and from work right now, or, or on a lunch break from work. Guys out there driving trucks, guys over there working at construction sites, and they've got the radio on. And I'm saying to you all, you're living a life of quiet desperation. Your life is nowhere near the quality it could be right here in America. Yes, you believe that this type of life is acceptable because within your family structure, within your socioeconomic bracket, this is normal. And there's no way you can see it being anything but normal. Don't you ever ask yourself this question? In those third world countries, why don't they just get up and leave? I know many do. That's, you know, you see all these people that are, are going from country to country now. That's uh, really an intelligent attempt to get away from that. Uh, I understand that. You see people coming in from South America, Central America, trying to get in the United States. We, I totally understand that's what they want to do. And I don't think it's illogical. I know you, some of you don't want them to do that. I get that. And I don't really have a stand either way because I see the Republicans letting them in because they want work for cheap labor. I see the Democrats wanting them in because they want votes towards their social agenda. So both parties really want them in, but both parties will say they don't want them in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the bottom line is that we recognize that these people are living a life of quiet desperation. And some of us not so quiet. You, too, are living a life of quiet desperation, but just at a different level. It's like if you grew up in a prison and you never knew that what your life was going to be was to get up every day, you never knew it was going to be anything but getting up every day, eating breakfast, getting in a car and driving, handcuffed to the car, let's just make it dramatic, handcuffed to the car, driving, for an hour in stop-and-go traffic, miserable. Get to work and be handcuffed to a booth or to a job, a production job, be handcuffed to a production job where you sit and repetitively do stuff all day long, make phone calls or build widgets, and get off at some time in the afternoon, 4, 5, 6 o'clock in the afternoon, Get back in that car, handcuffed to that wheel again, and drive for another hour, unabated. Only to get back to your cell, where you come in and eat some dinner, talk to your other cellmates, go to bed and get up and do it all over again. <sighs> wow, what a life. What a life. The other day, I was driving, and I had to go get a medical procedure. So I had to drive into town. Had to be there early, so I had to drive through traffic. Had the procedure, and by the time I was done with the procedure and was able to leave, and had to drive back in the afternoon. 
I have not experienced that misery, not the operation, which hurt like hell, but the, the misery of going and coming in a normal person's life. I have not witnessed that for 20 years, 30 years, maybe once or twice in 30 years I've had to do that. It is the most terrible feeling you could possibly have. Man, I hated it. What it did was started me thinking about what else does the average person put up with every single day and how bad it is to be just an average person and have to get up and go to work every day. And then I have my Tell Dell show, and here's people talking about a guy that in 11 months retired. 11 months cut off 30 years of working for corporate America. Changes life forever. There are thousands of people that have done that at Lifestyles over the last 30 years. There are tens of thousands of members that have done that or some portion of that. Changes life forever. And as much as I'd like that to be a sales pitch, it's not a sales pitch. The sales pitch is your life sucks and you're not doing anything about it. Some of you have listened to me for a week, a month, six months, a year, six years. Everybody that joins, I have a personal action with them email-wise for them to have an opportunity to tell me about their lives and about why they joined and what's their goal now. So I have a very close connection with all 40,000 members. I've talked to all of them, each of them at least once, and many of them many times. And I always get the same thing. Dell, you were right. I heard it, I heard it, I heard it, I heard it. I knew it was true. I just couldn't do anything about it. It was, it was the wrong time, the wrong place. You know, I had problems, I had issues, I had this, I had that. It was always something, right? It was always something that kept you from taking action to change your life. And what I want to do today is I want to talk to you for the rest of this show about all of the other things in life you're missing out because you have a job, because you're not entrepreneurial. I'm not saying that you should not be productive in society. You should not do good things. You should not help people. You should not build things. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is you should do it for yourself and be entrepreneurial. Buy your life back from corporate America is the motto. It is the chant. It is the scream out the window. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Please get me out of here. Today's show is designed to help you see the light on the other side of that rant. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. you're out there hiding in plain sight living a life of quiet desperation wondering if you're going to beat your money to the grave there's a better way a better life at lifestyles unlimited it's time to live the life you deserve 
You can only do that by creating passive income. Let us show you how. It's just two hours. It can't be worse than another meeting about meetings or another mindless night in front of the TV. Go to LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com. That's LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 28 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they have won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 12 of the last 12 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com to access our free live training event schedule. Are you tired of sitting in rush hour traffic? Are you worn out from your extremely long work commute and thinking, I need a new career or a better way of making more money? You don't need a new job. You need a passive income stream. At Lifestyles Unlimited, we have been teaching people real estate investing for the past 29 years. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you the five ways to make money with real estate investing. One way is equity capture. Equity capture is when you buy an asset for less than what it's worth. If you buy a house for $50,000 in a neighborhood that's in the $90,000 range, you put $20,000 into improvements, then you've just captured $20,000 in equity, and that amount goes directly towards your net worth. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you about equity capture and the other ways real estate makes you money. Visit us at LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com today. That's LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com to learn the map to financial freedom in less than five years. Our free workshop calendar is available at LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. The radio show today, I'm just ranting on about the fact that most people live lives of quiet desperation. They don't know it. And once you've bought your freedom back from corporate America and you have your life back, what is it really like? And I'm going to try to share some of the most important parts of this. And luckily for me, somebody sent me an article that fell right in line with this. And I, th I thank you guys for the stuff you send me because it's usually pretty relevant. And when I get around to that rant that week, that day, whatever, I've got this stuff in my email that I can go to and pull something up. This one was interesting called Benefits of Entrepreneurship. And the number one benefit, they say, is building your own schedule. And that's what I've been talking about. What a miserable life it is when you have to do the same thing every day and have to do it at the same place every day and have your boss and so on and so forth. I want to give you an example of how I learned that this was ridiculous. Back when I worked in the health club industry, the way our job set up was we worked from 9 in the morning till 9 at night if we opened or we worked from 10 in the morning till 10 at night if we closed. But we worked 12 hours a day and we worked six days a week. And um, what happened was is that I did this for many, many years because I was young, dumb. I liked what I was doing. A lot of you like your job. That's fine. But at some point, you wake up one day and go, hey, I can't do this anymore. Well, when it happened to me was after I lost a lot of money in Black Monday, the stock market. And I realized I'd been working my butt off forever under the illusion that I would be able to save enough in my 401k to retire at an early age. But it didn't work because even the savings that was in my 401k was not enough that I could have ever retired by any reasonable age, even 50 or 60 probably. But when the stock market crashed and I lost almost all of it, a good chunk of it, I don't know what, half of it, 
three quarters of it, I don't remember. You know, it's like having a baby. You can't really remember how painful it was. You just know it happened and don't want to see it happen again, hopefully. Uh, some people, though, just have kid after kid after kid, and they just forget about the pain. They have it again. Well, the same thing with people losing money in the stock market. Some people lose it, lose it again, lose it again, lose it again. Don't ever seem to forget. Or they seem to forget the pain they went through the last time they did it. If you keep on doing what you're doing, you're going to keep on getting what you're getting. And if you expect to do what you're doing and get a different result, that's defined as insanity. We all know these things. We hear them every day. These are just platitudes towards self-development that we've all income, eh, have run into, you know. And we, we realize that they're true, but we won't do anything about them. So having this freedom, here I was working 12 hours a day, six days a week, and finally I just quit. I said I can't take it anymore, and I just left. And I went and did something else, got another job somewhere else. And that's another story I've told before about that. And it turned out to not work out because it was a deceptive position that was given to me. And when I found out that was not going to work, I came back to the city of Houston and did not go back to my employer to try to get a job in the health club business. In fact, my employer saw me at another gym working out because he didn't even work out in his own gym. He'd work out somewhere else where he'd be left alone. Actually, it was more of a musclehead gym. And um, he came up to me and says, why don't you come back, man? You were one of our best guys, you know, blah, blah, blah. Why don't you come back? And I said, no, I'm not going to come back. There's no way anybody, any human being is going to get me to work 60 hours a week again. In fact, 12 times 6 is 60, 72 hours a week, I think it is, if I'm doing math right. If you work just five days a week, it's uh, 50 uh, let's see here, 2 times 5 is 60, that's 60. I was working 60 to 67 hours a week. And I said, there's no way, there's nothing, because I had taken some time off, and now I had a life again. And I was out on the outside. In other words, I got out of the prison, guys. I keep calling your job and your life the prison. I got out of the prison, traveled, went somewhere else, did something else, had some fun changing things around for somebody, was very successful, it just wasn't what the owner of that business wanted to see. Um, he had a sycophant employees. He wanted to keep the sycophant employees. I wanted to be successful because that's what his mandate was. So we didn't get along with that theory. Couldn't have both. And so I left. But all that time and the traveling over there and doing it and having the fun of changing his business around and then coming back and having my free time and working out, I realized that life is the most valuable thing. It's not the success in business. It's not the money, making more money. It's about life. And so when I saw this guy, I said, there's no way, no way I'm ever going to go to work for a job more than 40 hours a week. I want to own the rest of my life. I have lost years of my life working for you, destroyed hundreds of hours of time I could have had for myself, giving them away to you for what? I don't own your company. I'm not rich. I have nothing to show for it other than the fact that I have the ability to do the job you trade me to do. Finally, we argued it out, and he said, look, how about if you just, I said, why don't you just let me work eight hours a day? I can do as much a day as most people do in 12, because we can't do that, because then everybody else would want to work eight hours a day. I said, okay, and we, we came to the conclusion, I don't know if it's his idea or mine, but we came to the conclusion I'd work four days a week, 12 hours a day, which, by the way, is still 48 hours a week. It's still too much. The only reason I was willing to do that is because I'm in the gym all day long anyway. I was in the gym business. I was a bodybuilder. I had to be there for myself anyway, so it was just a matter of, okay, four days a week. But now I had three full days a week off. Do you realize that three days a week off is like a giant 
three-day weekend every week for the rest of your life. You know how people take a three-day weekend and turn it into a life-changing experience? You know, that I worked, and, and so you'd get off, let's say you, you worked Monday through Thursday, so you'd get off Thursday night, you'd have all day, you could fly somewhere and go somewhere Friday, Saturday, and fly back Sunday night and be to work on Monday. Wow. Now, the way mine was set up was I worked when other people didn't work so they could have some time off. So I worked um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Nope, take that back. It was uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I worked four days a week. I took over. And because all the managers and the best salespeople took off during the weekend, I was there, and I was able to do more sales in four days than I was in six days when I was doing six days a week. I literally beat all the other salesmen all the time, every week, because I was fresh. I was excited. I took all the people they talked to and they couldn't convert to fitness, and I'd call them back up on the phone and say, hey, you gotta come see me. I'm excited, I'm motivated, it's weekend, you got nothing to do, come by, see me. They'd come by, see me, boom, join up. So it was phenomenal eye-opener for me to see that I could do more in four days than I could in six because of the work creep. and. When I got to be an entrepreneur, what I found out was not only can you do more in four days and six, you can do more in four hours a day than you can in 10 or 12. Why is that? Because you really only have about four hours of real motivated hard work time in a day. Whatever you think, believe that you actually work eight hours a day, I want you to go to work and take out your clock, take a piece of paper out and say, getting in the door or driving there, there's an hour wasted, write that down, I wasted an hour. Now, getting in the door, saying hi to everybody, getting your first cup of coffee, waiting for that first meeting, okay, there's another 30 minutes, an hour wasted. All right, now we go to the meeting, boo, 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 you come out of the meeting, you go to lunch, there's another hour, hour and a half wasted. And when you go through that, what you're gonna find is, the actual time you're sitting down, either doing emails, calling somebody, making connections, working with a customer, or selling somebody something, is no more than four hours a day. And so once you become an entrepreneur like we are, once you have that freedom to do what you want, all you have to do is four hours a day and be more successful than you were before. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dull Bombs and Radio Show. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today I've been talking about the benefits of entrepreneurialism and how you can get out from underneath of that life of quiet desperation you've been living your whole life ever since you've been taught that what your responsibility is in life is to go to school, get out, go to work, work the rest of your life until you're too old to work and then live off of your retirement and social security. That's the lie you've been taught your entire life. At 34 years of age, after two and a half years of investing in real estate, I retired and never looked back and I've become wealthier every single year since then because once you get out, you just keep investing and as you keep investing, your businesses grow. As your businesses grow, you make more money. As you make more money, you keep saving, you keep investing and you 
you keep growing your business and it keeps growing and growing to the point where some point you have so much money coming in it's way above what you could earn as a job and then there's nothing to do with all that money except go back and buy even more real estate and end up making even more money and at some point you have to just say wow I'm way past where I ever wanted to be what is my reason to be on this earth and you start thinking about the important things in life and that's where we pick up here on this next segment is you know we've already talked about time as being the most important thing you get back once you become an entrepreneur I want to tell a short story when I was pregnant with my first and only child we went to a Lamaze class and you sit around this circle with these pillows and all these people it's kind of like a yuppie thing I guess because everybody in the room seemed to have these incredibly important jobs hey what do you do well my husband is uh, vice president of Exxon and I'm a, a teacher for the University of Houston and da 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 went around the circle everybody had this really important title and they got to us and they asked well what do you do and I said uh, nothing <laughs> my wife goes he's retired and they looked at me I was 34 years old they looked at me these guys were all 50s you know 40 late 40s 50s and there I was this young punk bodybuilder that had retired at 34 years of age and they looked at me like what so it ended there they stopped and they went on and did their Lamaze class but when we broke and everybody went outside for a cigarette of course I don't smoke but you walked out in the hall just stretch your legs get up because you've been sitting in that cramped position everybody wanted to talk to me and all the wives wanted to talk to my wife what is it he does how did he get retired blah 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 I mean everybody out there knows that there are people that do what I've done everybody out there knows it can be done they just don't believe it's something they can do is the problem right so let's talk about the benefits if you do take that shot and go for it number one benefit I think is you get out from underneath the boss limiting thought processes I remember I had a boss when I was working those 12 hours a day he says you're lucky to work here you don't even have a college education there's not much more you could do other than work in the health club system you're a bodybuilder which doesn't fit in anywhere no one would like you and I'm thinking man what are you sitting here negging me out for so he's trying to belittle me into believing this is the only thing I could do and I just remember it's no matter what I did if I did really well I remember if you go on vacation this is typical boss think if you go on vacation in your your group and I ran six health clubs if my six health clubs did well while I was gone then the proof was there that they didn't really need me it wasn't me that was good they could get rid of me because they had all these great people working these in these uh, clubs well, on the other hand if they did poorly while I was gone then it was me that it was a fault I hadn't developed a strong enough team that could run itself without me being there I I'm a really bad leader because I didn't develop leaders so no matter what you did you were wrong right and work wasn't fun I remember getting called and screamed at I, I remember one example I was sitting in an office with a lady and I was talking to her about her fitness and her health and whatever and my boss had gone out of town and um, he had left me in charge of the whole city because all the supervisors had gone into some meeting and they left me in town to be in charge of everything I think it's 16 health clubs and I found one health club where they were doing drugs in the back room and they were uh, stealing money actually from people and using their credit cards to buy stuff and I found this just happened to come out because the guy that owned uh, that ran the place the top guy the vice president of the whole company he didn't care about any of that stuff and so he didn't look but I heard about it I went and looked at it saw it and I fired the people well he called me up and ran me I mean he was going to just destroy me over the phone about how stupid I was and how bad I was and how I didn't have the authority to fire the staff and whatever and the guy screamed at the top of my lungs and I'm talking to this lady you know what I did 
I put the phone in the drawer in the office and closed the door. Drawer. Didn't even say goodbye, didn't say anything, made no comment at all, and went on help the lady with what she was doing, whether it was signing up or doing a fitness program, whatever it was. And then when it was, I was done, I took the phone back out, and the guy was still yelling, and I said, yeah, I get your point, I got to go, and I hung up on him. And do you know that nothing ever came out of that? Because the guy wasn't talking to me, he was talking at me. There was no relevance to his reality because he knew he was wrong, for having those people working there, but he had to try to look, make it look like it was my failure, right? Um, it's just one of those things that you get no credit for what you do well, right? And you get all the negative criticism when you do poorly. The next thing that bugged me about working corporate America still bugs me today. I have a lot of free time, so I, we don't eat at home very often. We go out to eat almost every day. And when we go out to eat, we prefer to go to the bar and order the food at the bar because there's people talking, there's things going on, it's interesting, right? And almost every time you go to a bar at happy hour, there are working class people there who are telling you the story about how proud they are that their division in the company is growing, how the company is growing, uh, how the year's results are going, and it's either, oh my God, everything that this company's doing is wrong, and I don't know how I'm putting up with it, and they're trying to blame it on me, or it's everything this company is doing great, man, and you're taking all the credit for it. And I don't know how many times when I first retired that I'm still in my 30s, that I didn't go over to the guy and go, look, because I started having a few drinks and I go to the guy, hey, let me buy you a drink. Oh, let me ask you a question. What benefit did you get by your company increasing sales by 30% this year? Or by opening two more offices? Did you get any benefit from any of that? And if you get the guy drunk enough to be honest, he says, no, I really didn't get any benefit from that. And then why are you so proud of that? Why is anybody proud about what their company does if it doesn't do anything for them? Now, in my company, we are able to do something completely different, which is let each and every employee who helps somebody, we're an we're a education and mentoring program, each and every employee that works for me has the benefit of taking the personal success of that customer going, boy, Joe, Sue, Martha, you helped me. Thank you. Thank God. And no one takes that away from them. We don't try to throw that up the line and go, well, Del Wamsley did everything. And then people throw stuff out there like, uh, thank you for creating this program. Go, hey, don't thank me for creating it. Thank the people that are working in it to help you. Give them the accolades. They're, they're the ones that need the verbal tip, uh, so to speak, that they feel good about what they're doing because they're there putting their life on hold for you. They're sharing their time, giving up their time to help you. Those are the people that need to get the accolades. And that's the thing you can do. When you're not in corporate America, you can let each person do that. But at the same time, you also have the ability to say, hey, in our company, there are certain things that don't exist. And being belligerent, being mean, not caring, lying, lack of integrity, all these are non-starters at my company. And I'm sure are many other companies. But the reality is, if you own your own company, you get to say, this is the way we play the game. The bad people don't win. In the company I worked for in the health club industry, it was owned by Valley Manufacturing, and their game was 
the worstest of the people. There's not even a word worstest. The worst group of people out there that did the worst conniving things were the ones that won all the sales contests. And they got all the accolades. I knew if I ever owned a company, that wouldn't work. What was going to happen was the best people, right, would get the accolades. But in return for that type of reality where you live in an existence where there are, there are only expectations of doing the right thing, there are limitations that have to be set. Otherwise, if you don't set these limitations in the workplace, then you end up getting the competitive, backstabbing, silo-oriented workplace where this group of people in the company are trying to beat that group of people in the company, and they're pushing all the ills off on them, saying they're the problem, and you have this non-enjoyable work environment where things don't get done, where people fight, where people hide stuff, where people lie. And don't get me wrong, I've seen that stuff grow like a cancer inside of one or more of my businesses before. And I'll tell you, there's only one way. I've tried it a thousand different times to not have to do this, but it doesn't work. You've got to rip those weeds out and throw them away. Because the culture has to stay clean. And that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur. We'll be right back with the Dell Walton Radio Show. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 28 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they have won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 12 of the last 12 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to DellOnTheRadio.com to access our free live training event schedule. What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow? For the next couple of days? For a week? A couple of months? A year? How long until you lose everything you've worked for in a fraction of the time it took to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with the free workshop. Go to GetMyMapNow.com and find your true financial peace, like so many of our members already have. That's GetMyMapNow.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're talking about the benefits of being an entrepreneurial person as opposed to working in corporate America. And... Uh, I've talked about all the negative stuff about being in corporate America. I've talked about, you know, living your life a quiet desperation. And in full disclosure, there's got to be someone saying, well, Mr. Disingenuous, you have employees. What do you do with your employees that doesn't make their life miserable? Well, number one, I start with the understanding that I'm very lucky to have them working with me. No one works for me. Everybody works with me in conjunction to accomplish a goal that the business has. A business has a life of its own. It has a goal. It has a reason to exist. And the people that work with me on that goal 
are the ones that have elected to stand next to me. Now, to stand next to me, you have to be willing to live up to a certain set of rules that I have established in all of my businesses that are very, very important. So number one is 100% customer service, and number two is total integrity, and number three is total sustainability. So what does that mean? Well, you have to foster an environment that allows these things to exist. You can't just say platitudes, hey, we're going to be these. It doesn't work. You have to make decisions based on these. So the first set of decisions I had to make was is that I'm not going to let people in this company work against each other. Now, to do that, you have to take away the incentives to work against each other, and those incentives are generally commissions, accolades, and promotions. You say, well, Dale, how can any company work without those three things? Actually, companies work much better without those three things. The way I see it is that people come to work under the assumption, most people do, that this company is adopting you. And just like when you were a little kid and your dad gave you an allowance, this company's giving you an allowance. And every year you went back to your dad and you asked for a COLA increase, cost of living increase. Say, Dad, it's much more expensive to be 17 than it was 16. And really your dad should say what I tell employees. There's not one thing that this company's charter says that has anything to do about caring about your needs. Your needs are not what this company exists for. And I said, well, then why would I work here? You would work here for this reason. You have a job that is fulfilling to get to work with a group of people that are all happy and friendly and fun, right? Doing something that creates massive satisfaction. I can't think of anything that creates more satisfaction than helping somebody else change their life for the better. Now, what a wonderful place to work. I know as a health club provider, I did it for years, and I loved it. It was fantastic to help people lose weight or gain muscle or whatever. And now to help people become financially free is a fabulous thing, right? But you have to watch out because people will say, okay, I agree with that. But then they get inside of the system, and what do they want to do? They want to grow. They want you to grow them. Now, we have positions in our company, multiple positions, and each one of them has a pay grade. And when you get to go to that position, there is no negotiation on that pay grade. Well, people tell me all the time, well, I'm better than that. And the answer is, you are better than that, but the job isn't. And the job doesn't deserve to get paid any more than that because each person in our company gets paid in direct correlation to how many people they help and how much money they help them manage. So if you're there helping people make little $500 decisions of whether or not to join our program or not, you're not the big dog. Doesn't matter if you sign up all the people. Most companies think the salesman's God's gift to the earth. To me, they're salesmen. They do their job. They sign people up. And if they do their job, they're helping people change their lives. And I don't talk about how much money we make. I talk about how many people we save in their lives this month. We count people, not money. But then there are other jobs where people have to consult people, help them make financial decisions. And if you're making small financial decisions of buying a house that's a five, ten, twenty thousand dollar decision, then you're making you're taking more risk for the company. The company is helping someone make decisions, 
financially, and you need to get paid more because you're helping people take larger risks. But if you're up there helping people buy apartment complexes, then, man, you're the most valuable person because you're helping people make multi-million dollar decisions or anywhere from, you know, 500,000 multi-million dollar decisions. And, boy, you better be good at it. You better be a good person. You deserve to get paid more than everybody else. Now, this is upside down to most companies. Most companies, the salespeople get paid a ton. And the consulting people get paid nothing. In my company, it's the other way around. The consultants are the most valuable. So the people come in on the bottom line, they say, well, how do I grow? I'll tell you how you grow. You go out here and you become an entrepreneur. You build your own income. Unlike other companies, they don't like you working on outside ventures. I want you to go work on an outside venture. I want you to go develop your personal income streams. That gives you credibility to build and move up. If you want to be a consultant someday, you've got to have done it. You can't be a consultant if you've never done it, right? And so what happens is people build their own personal income. And I say, look, if you, live, if you work here more than five years, one of two things is true. Either you have failed and not gone out and built wealth and income, or you have gone out there and become successful enough that you probably are in position to move up and do something more uh, challenging because now you're able to get out there and help other people. So... You see that what happens is, is that there is no pressure for upward mobility. There is no pressure for more income. We don't pay more. There's no better than this. And because of that, we work as a team. All bonuses that come to our group gets paid as a team. Hey, if as a team we're successful this quarter, we bonus out. That way there's no individual. If there's an individual superstar, we're happing him up, slapping him on the back and telling him or her, great job, we love you. God, we're glad you're on the team. But do you get more pay? Nope. There's no more pay because that job doesn't warrant more pay. Now, if you eliminate all of this infighting in your company, you too can have a happy place to work, an enjoyable place for people to grow, mature, and let them on the outside build their own business so someday they too can be an entrepreneur. And someday they too can say, I'm not doing it just for the money. I'm doing it for the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Dell Momsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Momsley Radio Show, access past your podcasts, and join the conversation. Information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.